recording straight out of Fife, Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your host, Stuart Son and the Magic Mike Christie. Yo. You've done it again. You're just the Magic Mike Christie. <laughs> right, forget, forget about like Magic Mike cunt that's dancing on stages for the boy of Ch- Channing Tatum's past. You're now the Magic Mike. Mm. There's no other. So I. Welcome back, other guest, host. It's not just me talking to myself now. <laughs> There's people. I, I haven't <laughs> fucking scared everyone away. So yes. Well, apart from the cats. Yes. I know, they've been put fucking out. Little cunt spraying everywhere. But our listeners, podcast listeners don't need to know about that. Yeah. Uh, today, we are back with our IMDB season. We are clock and in at, uh, let's, what is this? Uh, oh, like episode number. Aye. Yeah, that was 120. No, 200. 200, just knock 100 off. Uh, 223. Because right. I'd done uh, 24 as the wow. apartment and then 25 as inside out. Yeah, so, so this is 226. Yes, 226. And as we said, IMDB season and we are checking in at number 148 out of their top 250 with Martin Scorsese's The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. That was 2013. Yeah. Aye. Uh, but before we get into the movie review, it is the film quiz. Oh, yeah. So, like, see, like, even when like, I come in a hobby, I always forget to fucking grab the one that I've got mm-hmm. in my house and just chuck it in my bag. Because if it's in my bag, it'll always be there. Yeah. So. Who, it was you one at last time. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Aye, possibly. It's a blur. But, you know, I'll hand that to you. You could take one out, as. I have to laugh. I've I've put them together so it's easier to pick one out when they're all divided between the four slots or that fucking. So thing. does this mean that we could get ones that we've had before? No, no. Oh, you you burned them. Eh? <laughs> I didn't quite burn them, but I yeah yeah. Because I kept all the ones we've read out on previous episodes tucked under the tray, and today I just opened the tray and threw them all in the paper bin. Right. Just so we don't need to find out that fucking was it the Stepford wife's question again. Uh, or the Bedford Wives? First Wives Club. First Wives Club. I'll never get that question right. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, that's too pet. Cool. Same category, but it's my... I'll go for classic. I'm not going to do classics. No, that's what I've done. <laughs> classic, 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 classic. Action. Right, there we go. I'll give you a chance. I'm going to put some action in there. Mm. Okay. Um, you want it so you can go first right Bradley Cooper played which character in the 2010 movie The A-Team he was face eh yep aye that's how the word face was uh, Murdoch was um, Shadow Copley eh yeah Liam Neeson was I can't mind their names Hannibal yeah, and, and uh, Rampage Jackson was uh, a B.A. Baracus. Exactly. Because yeah. he was hot for a minute. I always forget about that film, and it isn't, it isn't, it's actually a decent film. Yeah, aye, fuck up my work. 
were talking about that on a tea break, and they were just like, that is a fucking entertaining film. I was like, I remember seeing pictures, but I just never fucking remember anything else yeah. about it. I still remember that ridiculous stunt with a tank with a fucking parachute on it. Nah, I can't mind that. I, they drop oh, a tank at a plane. Oh, yeah. Aye, yeah. aye, that does ring a bell. Yeah. I just remember some cunt being stuffed into a bunch of tyres, maybe rolling down a hill. Could have been Charlotte Copley. Uh, probably. Because he was the mental one of the group, wasn't yeah. he? Which was fitting for him. Yeah, right. Classic. Uh-oh. What film is Woody Allen's character obsessed by in the movie Play It Again, Sam? I'm fucked. Uh, what, what is he obsessed with? Yeah, like what character? What character is he obsessed uh, so with? Like what film is Woody Allen's character obsessed by in the movie Play It Again, Sam? Oh, right, he's obsessed with a film. Uh, Aye. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, Casablanca. Oh, you motherfucker. No way. You motherfucker. No fucking way. <laughs> you motherfucker. That's a genuine fucking guess. <laughs> I've never fucking seen that film. But when you think classic films, you think of, like, you know, like ah, that, yeah. Citizen Kane. Exactly, Citizen Gone, Kane Gone was the, the first one. Now. And I thought... <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. Jesus! Okay, classical. Kenny glad we didn't, like, host an episode of, like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Because <laughs> it would just like Jeremy Kyle. Axed. <laughs> Aye. Uh, right. In the 1965 movie... The spy who came in from the cold. What does the cold refer to? The darkness. The Cold War. Uh, but I knew it wasn't going to be anything, something subtle like the wind, the snow. Exactly. It's not going to be like fucking hateful eight where they're like outside with OB and all that. Aye, fucking trying to nail a fucking door shut. Yeah. Aye. Um. Oh, right, okay. Co-starring Sophia Loren, what was the last Clark Gable film released in his lifetime? I could not tell you the name of one Clark Gable film. Yeah, I probably couldn't tell you either. Uh, fuck, nah. Pass. It started in Naples. Ooh, we got a fucking tie. Yep, okay. Animated to the top of the... I just did it as... Bio... Uh, right. Okay. Uh, on whose books are the How to Train Your Dragon movies based? Name of the author that wrote How to Train Your Dragon. Now, I, I used to work in the library, and to be honest, I probably would have forgot this too. And I worked in a fucking library. <laughs> and there's fucking lots of those How to Train Your Dragon books. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Aye. Cressida Cowell. Nope. So. Alright, so if I get this one right, <laughs> I win. Which Will Smith movie had the tagline, We've always believed we weren't alone on July 4th, we wish we were. Have we done that one before? That's no. Independence Day. Don't think we've done that. I think there's something similar. An- another Independence Day question in there. Yeah. Aye, because that. <laughs> Oh well. I reign supreme for another week. Yeah. Uh, now, we could talk about like celebrities of the past. I haven't done any notes, but obviously we could mark the occasion by mentioning that Doris Day passed away. 
Yeah, I seen that the other day. And I, I oh. don't know sweet fuck all about her, unfortunately. How did you like that one fucking slide? What? I seen that one the other day. The other day. Mm-hmm. I noticed that the other day. What was that a song for her? No, no, that's nah, my. All oh, right, okay, aye, yeah, day, day. <clears throat> anyway, aye, Doris Day passed away. Full stop. <laughs> right, okay. Rest in peace, Doris. Mm. Never ever seen any of her films. Nah, I imagine she probably was a big deal. Calamity Jane. I heard a little folk talk about. Must be. Never seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure people aren't tuning in to find out, uh, find out our coverage of Doris's passing. Yeah. So, uh, I'm mere upset that we missed Kevin Smith last night. I know, I know. If it wasn't for this fucking wedding. Aye. I was tightening my belt this year as well, and it's just like, oh, he's in Edinburgh. Smithy was there. Oh, was it? Aye. He was saying he was standing outside, taking selfies with everyone at the end of the show. I was like, oh, so, Margaret was swearing, like, next time he's in this country, we're there. Remember the last time we went? We had to fucking, like, hitchhike a fucking taxi with a group of random strangers. Exactly, aye. Didn't have time to wait around for selfies that night. We had uh, to find, how the fuck do we get back to Fife? Because he, he ran an hour over his planned. Aye, the boy could talk. Yeah. So... Alright, so, The Wolf of Wall Street from director Martin Scorsese... Uh, do you remember his IMDb top four? Or do you want to hazard a guess at what um, they could be? It'll be Goodfellas. Yep. Um, the Departed. Nope. Shutter Island. Nope. Casino. Nope. His top four consists of Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah. As covered on Films and Swearing 171. Yeah. Goodfellas. As covered on Films and Swearing 168. Mean Streets, uh, covered on uh, FAS 166. See, I'm, I'm surprised that that's in the top four, because that's kind of one is His earliest. One. That's, yeah, one is earliest, and I actually thought it was a pretty decent film. And it? the last one, Silence. Hmm. So Still never one of his it. damn most recent ones, and we covered that on episode 170. Well, yeah. I covered it. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously... With all those numbers being quite close together, you might be aware that we've done a Martin Scorsese season at the beginning of last yeah. year. And I mean, the thing is, like, he's got so many films. Yes, we could still easily do another season, maybe not as big as the one we've done before, but he's still done plenty of fucking films. Uh, the cast of Wolf of Wall Street includes uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Jordan Belfort, Jonah Hill as Donnie... Azoff, Margot Robbie as Naomi, Matthew McConaughey as Mark Hanna, Kyle Chandler as Patrick Denham, Rob Reiner as Max Belfort, John Berenthal as Brad, and John Favreau as Manny Riskin. Yeah, John Favreau with a cameo. Yeah. Also, the fact that we just mentioned his name a second ago, fucking Matthew McConaughey's character... Uh, yeah, Mark, Mark Hanna. Hanna. How did it's a cameo as well? Yeah, how did we know start the episode going? Films and swearing. Mm-hmm. Episode two hundred twenty-six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cocaine. 
<laughs> so, I, uh, Mike, go and tell me the plot to The Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, the plot of The Wolf of Wall Street is based on a true story of Jordan Belfort and how his company defrauded an entire nation, sparking a major investigation involving the FBI. Yes. And a fuck ton of drugs. Yep. Drugs, days, um... A wee Georgie thrown in there for good measure. Aye. Jonah Hill tugging one out. (laughs) (laughs) And fucking chaos. Mm. The film is chaotic, to say the least. Now, Mike, was was this your first time watching the film? No, I think maybe it's maybe my fourth or fifth time watching it. Do you own a copy of it? Yeah, I've got a copy in the house, but I couldn't be bored. Rummaging through it, it's just handy having <laughs> on Netflix. Oh, we're so lazy now. It is. It's just like it's on the shelf over there. I know. Better quality, but it's real. Though, there's clicks. like there's no, there's like one special feature. So I'm like, uh, is it? Ah, oh, it's a shame. I think it is. I can't remember. Yeah. Was it just a standard Blu-ray or Steelbook? Yeah, standard Blu-ray. I do. Rem- I th- try to remember if I had a, a special Steelbook. It's all if if it looked particularly good or not, but who knows? I've I myself have seen this film. Maybe I would like to say this is like my third time watching it because mm. I think the first time I saw it was like around like the Oscar season uh, time with, with the, yeah, the, the screener leaks. Yeah, that's when I seen it. And thank God, because trying to go see that in cinema would be like sitting with your legs crossed. Sure, we're, we're becoming more. Yes, it, yes, because all these fucking Marvel films are between two and three hours long. So, yeah. but for this one to be three hours long, oh, that's even epic by like Scorsese standards. Mm. Even though he's no stranger to a two-hour film. Aye. Yeah, it's, sure, with this being quite a fairly recent film, but what was your? Do you have an early memory of this film? Like when? When did it first pop up on your radar? That's um, something to look out for. I think it was when it was around, because I think it got released around Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever seen the full trailer, but I remember seeing like the wee like TV spot for it, and it just it looked just absolute carnage. Aye, and and then finding it online, yeah, in like January, it was like fucking bonus. Mm-hmm. I I always remember. I think it was like used to be one of the movie websites of a go on quite frequently with one cried film drunk and they had put up a post and it just had that gif of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio throwing a glass of orange juice from the start of the film how mm. he's kind of doing like his introduction to the film uh. where he's just talking right to the audience walking with a glass of juice and just launches it into the bushes so it was like that and him dancing at the wedding they just had those two clips uh, playing on loop yeah. and it was like what the fuck is this film because it was like Departed, or was it like Departed Shutter Island? This kind uh, of it. So it's like dark, dark, fucking bright, vibrant, crazy, fucking riots. Like it was like, this is a bit different. Mm. And it was like one of those things you watch. It's like Christ, this actually looks pretty fucking good. Because sure, it is yeah, kind of expect it to be a Scorsese film. So you're just thinking that par for the course of two dark films, and now it's like, oh. This actually looked really interesting. Yeah, I always remember on the TV spot as well, it showed you um, Brad's girlfriend with all the money taped her. And oh, I could have fucking sworn that that was Cameron Diaz. 
And I think they always use that line from uh, Jonah Hill. So I don't work for you. And it's like, technically, you got my money taped to your tits, so you do work for me. <laughs> they probably didn't use the word tits, but for the TV adverts. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you think of the film? Um, I am relatively late as well. Yeah. It's probably one of my favourite Scorsese films. Just because of like, the tone yeah. is a lot different to like, his usual like, like gangster mobster films. Aye. And it, it's quite a fucking story as well. Yeah. It, it is one of these ones like I quite enjoy it myself. It's The only holdback that you didn't watch it all the fucking time is the fact that it's on for three hours. Yeah. Personally, for me. So... But when you start watching it, like you fucking kind of fall in love with all the characters in it, mm. like fucking Donnie, Brad, the, like the wee inner group uh, of all like Aye, the guys right. that he started the yeah. company with, like you kind of like Ethan Suplee's in there. It's Aye, just a fucking really fucking horrible mustache. Exactly, and, like, a, like, really white, like a weird haircut as well. Yeah, and because that's is it, eighties, nineties, nineties. Oh, it? ah, it's like late 80s, early 90s. Aye. And it's it's just this fucking wild lifestyle that this Jordan Belfort has went through. I read the book. Well, I, I uh, listened to the book on Audible. Yeah. It was one of those things I'd seen the film. And when I signed up to Audible, it was one of the first things I recommended. And it was, it is Jordan Belfort narrating the book. Aye. So you heard it from the actual guy. And from what I can remember, it was pretty close. Like, I think there was maybe some darker things in the book. Sort of like, not mob ties, but I think he was getting in a lot of trouble towards the end. Mm. But, aye, I mean, where do we start? Do I've got a list of the characters and sort of like what, what parts of the movie I like. Like key scenes. Do I dish up that way or do you got any notes you want to share before we... Dig into it. Uh, check my notes. Now I'll go with that because like most of my notes kind of go around like all the characters and that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we'll just do that. One. Uh, what character do you want to start with? Um, ah, fuck it. We'll just start with Jordan right at the start then because it's obviously got like that much. Yeah. In the film. Aye. Uh, how do you feel? Leonardo DiCaprio done with this film. Um, I think that I think this was the role that should have got him the Oscar, um, best actor. I yes. mean, his role in the Revenant was good, mm-hmm. but I feel this should have been the film that got him it. Ah, it is a fucking award worthy performance. It is like a performance of a a lifetime for him. Yeah, because like, I mean, he puts like like a hundred. Percent in every single bit in that film. Totally, like you could believe every word coming out of his mouth. Like there's performance. There's not a shadow of a doubt. Like he pretty much played that character one hundred percent. He could not. No one that I could picture could get anywhere as near as he did. Like his intensity, and you see that with like there's he's like that caliber actor where I feel I hated him. When I was younger, because I was just like the Titanic, Titanic syndrome, I was like, oh, I fucking hate that boy. And I remember Andy when you watch anything with him after that, because I think we're all the same. It just everyone was that fucking sick and tired of the Titanic. They just wrote him off, and yeah. it wasn't until I the, think the, the part is for me. 
It was uh, Inception, I think, is what got Andy back. Because uh, I think I had it on Blu-ray that point and made him watch it on like a Sunday afternoon yeah. when they were here. And they were, he was like, right, okay, <laughs> like you won me back. And I think in what film, for me, would have done it. It could have been The Departed. Because that was definitely... I never looked at anything like The Aviator back then. I still just yeah. didn't care what he'd done. But uh, the part of being like that remake of the Hong Kong film. So I, when we felt following like, Asian cinema so closely then, I could not not watch The Departed. Aye. And I And like I tell like, I was... Like, I was kind of big on Scorsese around that time. Like, I was at that age where I was... Like, started to watch, like, Taxi Driver and yeah, Goodfella. And, exactly. And stuff like that. And, like, I was even, like, I was surprised that Scorsese got Best uh, Director for it. Mm-hmm. I will... I, it was it's another one of those ones where it's, like, he probably should have got the award for some, like, some of his earlier films, but it, it was, like, an Oscar making up... Uh, an Oscar to make up for missing out last time. Aye. Especially in, like, Leonardo DiCaprio's case. Yeah, well, that was, um, like, remember the... Um, Leading up to the Revenant, they made like that wee meme video where it's always like the people that play best supporting actors in his films get yeah. the awards because Matthew McConaughey got it for Dallas Wolf. Buyers Club. Aye, aye, because that was it. They were they were against each other mm. for best mm. actor, weren't they? And aye, I I think I remember the meme you're on about where it's the bear gets the Oscar. Yeah, aye, um, but aye, definitely. I feel like. Whilst The Revenant, as we said, is a fucking good film, but the fucking standard is really The Wolf of Wall Street. That's yeah. easily one of the best films he's ever done and probably will do. And he's one of those actors that really shine when he gets put with like, a prolific director as well, because yeah. you compare him to his fucking work in like Tarantino films and like, the way he was in... Uh, Django Unchained yeah. his fucking crazed intensity in that was another one where it's like holy shit this boy really is like film after film like there's no duds uh. like they're really fucking strong films and even for just seeing the teaser to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh. where the wee lassie fucking says you're a really good actor and uh, he starts tearing up aye the fucking <laughs> emotion is like god damn <laughs> and it's like oh man he is he's he is a August, fucking August for that eh? yeah yeah, I'll definitely be checking that. He out. is a fucking like A class Hollywood actor, like top top of the bar. Mm. Um, and I mean, this film must have been a fucking riot to like star in. Like the days on set would not have been boring for that film. Yeah. Like the first note I've got is I love the fucking sequence where it's Jordan and his 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 cronies are sitting in the boardroom. And they're just talking about ordering midgets for part like party game midgets. Oh yeah. Like obviously the film opens with them throwing one on like the dartboards. Aye, and then it pauses and then it kinda of goes back. Yeah. Uh, but when they're doing that sequence it's him, uh, Jonah Hill and a couple of the other guys, and they're talking about it, and it's like, What about the bowling balls? No, the bowling ball is his brother And they're talking about saying, Well, we've got to do this and they said something we like, we'll respect them. We're not going to ask the midgets to take their cocks out. And they said, but I'll keep a taser with me just in case. Like, they get out of hand, we just fucking knock them out. And they said, well, what about a BB gun? And it's like, come on now. We don't want to hurt them. We just want to knock them out clean. And you're just thinking, they're talking about people. <laughs> um, 
I mean, what's an record one? Because he does, he has like that great narration at the start, but everyone's sort of familiar with that, and it's it's like the style of storytelling in this film, where it is again the the main character narrating the film, and to be honest, I'll mention this now because I, I was going to say it later, but I feel DiCaprio was really, really channeling like his inner Ray Liotta. I think if it just because it reminded me of Goodfellas, where. I'm not sure if that's maybe a thing that Martin Scorsese saw in Leonardo DiCaprio because I am right in saying there is a narration in Goodfellas or am I thinking a casino? It could be both. They probably... Like, what with like, the narrations talking to the audience? Exactly, aye. Where like, really all is talking, like, telling the story and not looking at the camera but talking over the scenes. Uh. I think there's always kind of been that style of storytelling but just with Leonardo DiCaprio doing the same thing here it, it just gives me the major um, Goodfella vibes mm. now I've not seen it but people will know at this time that there is a an advert circulating with Robert De Niro in a Warburton's bagel advert alright yeah. and something about, I think they just cried it the good bagels <laughs> no. I was like oh they bought Robert they bought De Niro. I mean, Daddy Grandpa bought Robert. <laughs> Even though I fucking like that film. Like, Lofo for hating is fucking great. Uh, Michael Caine had a great quote where people were saying, have you seen Jaws 3D? Oh, no, or is it Jaws 4? Jaws the Revenge uh, is the one I think he's in. So, have you seen that? And it's like, ah, the film's terrible, but the house it bought is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well, there you go." <laughs> like, why did you do that? And I said, like, "Well, he's in the fucking gorgeous house with that money." Yeah, um, but is I mean, I love the like the reaction to his Forbes magazine. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, he gets his we picture taken, and, and he says it's, it's his first wife. He's talking to uh, Teresa. Uh, yeah, and he goes mental saying it's a fucking hatchet job, and I do like how she's like. Like any publicity is good publicity, and right enough the next day at the office, every fucking money hungry student in town was there, uh. all fucking begging to get a job with him. And it's, it's a great fucking story. I like how he gets into Wall Street, and then the company he goes for goes broke, gets shut down, and then yeah. he's just doing these fucking penny stocks. And it's his first, uh, his first sales pitch when he somehow uh, manages to get this guy to buy literally fucking nothing. Aye, because. And I love Scor- like Scorsese's direction, like storytelling, when they're saying, what was it, Aerotine? And it cuts to like a shed with the word Aerotine written above it. Aye. And it's like, it's this wee small project down in the Midwest, they're making radars, and it makes it sound amazing, <laughs> and cuts to a fucking shed. <laughs> like for just a split second, it cuts back to the film. And it's just by the time he's finished, everyone's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's like they never saw someone with this much fucking like Wall Street charisma come to a small operation and just fucking clean house. Yeah. And I liked how the fucking the the manager, the guy at the desk when he first goes in, like vowed to suck his dick. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, if yeah. he's like, if I made like fucking what was it fifty, like I would get five grand out of ten grand sale. And it's like if you make five grand, I would suck your dick. <laughs> and he's like. And it honestly seems like he'll do it for fucking ten, fucking ten quids, uh. let alone fucking ten grand. But it was, it was one of these ones where it's like an exciting film to watch. You get like a wee yeah. adrenaline buzz 
because you just see how passionate he is mm. and how he just kind of skyrockets off of that. Mm. Well, that was like one of my, I think one of the first notes I put on that was um, like uh, Scorsese's style, uh, like directing and camera angles and stuff and camera effects. Yeah. And we talked about that in, well, you talked about it in Cape Fear, really like that. It's like the neo, like the red. Oh, aye, like, like a red like a negative image. Aye, well, um, well, like, I like the obviously the like the it's it's been it's been an absolute fucked and the screen goes all yes. like uh, uh, oh, it's all distorted and, uh, aye. and it's like shit. It's like is internet done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, aye, that's it. It does look like a fucking stream breaking up. We're like, oh yeah. fuck, we're going into buffering mode. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, the loads have kicked in. <laughs> it's like that. It's the other. Um, I can't remember what part it is in the film, but it's where like the camera, like it's always on like a moving fucking wire or something, and it's mm-hmm. gone through the entire like office. Yes, as everything's going on, and, and like, and then you always get that like prolific shot where it's like obviously Martin's behind the camera, and he's behind a uh, Leo. Yeah, and he's like Danny's be like open speech at the day and all that, and it's just, like the camera focuses on, on everybody in that crowd. Aye, apart from Leo himself. I know it's 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 one of these films that is shot beautifully, and it's just shows you like you fucking have to give it to Martin Scorsese. The man was seventy when he made this film. Yeah, I mean, fuck even the um, scene where they're going to Monaco on the on the cruise ship, and they hit the fucking storm. Aye, I fucking forgot about all that shit. Like that's the thing with this film being three hours long. That's so hard always, to remember. You, you always remember like the the key bits. Yes, the like fucking you. orgies in the office, the fight, throwing midgets, the cocaine, um, pissing off the, the the agents on the yacht. You forget about the whole mm. fucking near death situation on the fucking yacht because they're fucking trying to hightail it to fucking was it Switzerland? Aye, well they're going to Monaco first to then get to fly to Switzerland. Aye. Yes, aye. So, it is, it, it is definitely a fun film to revisit. Yeah. Um, actually, I fucking loved uh, Rob Reiner in this film, his dad. Oh, man. He, he cries a like, Mad Max. Yeah, it's like that introduction to him where he's like, he's watching what's it, The Equalizer. Yes. And he, he goes fucking mental, but it's when he picks up the phone, hello, Jane. Aye, he's like, oh, yes, cheerio, bye-bye. What the fuck did I miss? What is that? No, you have to explain it to me, dear. It's just, it's just as it picks up. Oh, hello. It's like a fuck British. Where does that come from? And it's it's this fucking rant where he walks into the boardroom because it's the same scene where they're talking about the midgets Aye. and you hear them yeah. fucking screaming in the hallway and. They're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, right, okay, pretend we're talking about something serious. And they're sitting making up a company, and uh, it's like, look, 400,000 on the card, and it's like, 26,000 on this side, a restaurant, and uh, it's, it's like, like you're about 12 grand worth of fucking sides. Uh, it's like, what are these sides? A cure cancer? <laughs> and Donnie's like, yeah, well, that's why they cost so much because uh, they, they, actually, they actually like, do like, cure cancer. Donnie's humouring them. The straightest faces. And he's like, I'll come across that table and punch your puss if you talk to me like this. And then the whole call in the mood is like, EJ Entertainment. And they're, they're, they're like a bunch of naughty schoolboys being caught. They're just trying to keep a straight face. It's like, what's EJ Entertainment? It's like, um, well, it's like, it's like, I fucking know what it's that. It's hookers. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dad, it's them, it's not me. And you have like that great moment where they're sitting down talking afterwards. 
And he's like, Dad, you won't believe the girls nowadays. Bald. From the eyebrows down, bald. And the dad's jealous. He's in there going, wow. It's a new world. Wow. He's like, I was born too early. <laughs> I was born before my time. He's like, he's missing it on all his bald pussy. <laughs> and there's like this strange father-son moment where it's just like, like no bush. He's like, yeah, no bush. Like one day he was gone. He's like, Wow, a new world. <laughs> it was literally gobsmacked. It will blow his mind there. Eh? Exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck. <sighs> you were mentioning about how Scorsese captures these great fucking moments. One of the best moments, I think, Like which, as we said, really nails the film for how fucking brilliant Leonardo DiCaprio is in it, is the Steve Madden speech, uh. where they get him in, and the guy's trying to pitch like show off the Mary Lou shoe and of course all the people that work for him are all just like wee mini versions of him they're all just like a fucking rabid wild of fucking dogs and this timid guy comes up and tries to talk about shoes so they start throwing shit at him and it's not until fucking Jordan takes over the microphone and he just does this speech and it's like everyone just listens aye it just like he captivates the audience like the audience in the film and people watching it as well because and just how he fucking gets so passionate about it and like you get a wee adrenaline buzz because he's so fucking like on point and it's just like he is like an amazing an amazing motivational speaker yeah and it's one of these ones where <laughs> the hidden thing underneath it is like, okay, sure, we own 85% of the company, so you're making us stinking rich. So this is why he's really doing it. But it's, it's one of these ones where it must be like a mixture of obviously great acting, great writing, and just the way it was fucking filmed. And it just everything is like on fucking point in that scene where it just goes off and... The film is just several big sequences, like montages, montage sequences of, you know, just progression of the company. Yeah. Like how they started in that fucking garage. Yeah, garage. There's like two just... of them, and then there's like six. And then, like, seconds later, they're in a fucking office building out of the garage. And it is, it's really fucking impressive. And when you talk about it, you feel like the film actually goes in quite fast. Even mm. though... Ah, it's over three hours. Yeah, it could be like a fucking... It's, it's like... A... There's not a single bit in that film where it like slows down, yeah. kinda. And when you're talking about like fuck, like the thing with Tarantino changing uh, Hateful Eight into a mini series, fucking Wolf of Wall Street could have been a fucking six part mini series. Yeah. Like just chump, chuck that, chop that into fucking six half hour bites, and bung it on Netflix. But I mean, I've noted just some of the daft stuff of this film, like his fucking dancing at the wedding. Where yeah. he's just busting out the robot and mm. or like and that's the thing about Scorsese films like it's much like the stock market the guy could only go up for so long and then cut to his fucking flight to Switzerland where it's I think it was before the wedding and he's he's where all like his whole team's flying to Switzerland. And he's ten all these pills, and he gets in the fucking lewds kicking in, and cuts to the montage of him trying to dry hump the oh, staff, yeah. and he wakes up and he's fucking tied to the chair. Aye, and he called the captain then, what did I know? Ah, he's like freaking it. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just the, the, the weirdest thing where he gets to the other side and he's like, ah, you're free to go. And he's just like, what's going on? But 
feel. Let's see who could we talk about now. Unless you have any Jordan, other Jordan notes you want to throw up there now. I mean, also my, I think my favourite like uh, Jordan scenes the um, where they take say uh, lemons. Yes, and, and also like the also they're out of date and that, and the potency's gone, so they decide to like like up it. Ah, they just, just fucking start popping them like sweets. And that's when he gets that phone call with the country club with a lawyer. Yes, finding out the phone's tapped. Aye, exactly, and and then obviously they kick in at the wrong time. Eh? And it's so it's one of these things. If you weren't pay attention, you would just look at your TV and go, "What the fuck just happened to the sounds?" I'm pretty sure this was on English a second ago. Yeah. And he was like talking. It's like, "Yes, I got to get and just cuts to them just fucking falling out of the camera shot because he's standing there and just drops backwards hits the ground like a fucking sack of hammers and like, it's like, <laughs> like I like that about the like you're saying like the narration like there's a, another bit in the film where um, they're having the party where he meets uh, Naomi yes and they're talking at the pool table and they're talking about the quailos and then all of a sudden all you hear is like look they've got for Danny Ah, it's like a David Attenborough moment. Yeah, so and it's look, like... They've kicked in. And then all of a sudden your oh. attention turns to fucking Donnie in the corner of the screen. Aye, and he's he's like on another fucking plane of existence. <laughs> it, uh, it's the fucking the curly hair and the big ass fucking uh. hangover sunglasses. And it's just the fact that he's like... <laughs> and he just kind of just jumps up. <laughs> it's how they fucking turn into fucking primates when they take them. It's like... Women's shoes, <laughs> shoes, and he's banging his foot on the table. Shoes, and, and fucking Jordan's on his back going, Shoes, look at them, shoes. And they're just fucking like, Look, it's fucking loads have kicked in. Yeah, but it's when he's obviously like, and he starts talking about also they've kicked in with the lemons and he's deciding to crawl. Aye, and then it's him trying to do that forward roll in the stairs. Aye. Honestly, and I mean, the thing is, like, it only shows you four steps when he lands at the bottom. But, if but when he, his perspective is aye, fucking tons of fucking stairs. Aye. And, and it's just him, like, like actually, like, like he's crawling through the mud in fucking Vietnam. Aye. Trying to get to his car and he decides that he can't get to his fucking feet. <laughs> opens the door with his fucking foot. Aye. It just like, goes on the most awkward fucking stretch. <laughs> Even the very, very fucking start of that scene, like where he goes to get out of the country club, and you see him having to use his head to open the door. There's <laughs> this huge wide shot where you expect to see someone walk through, and there's just a head nudging a door open. He's like, it's like he, he describes himself. He goes through the this various the, stages, but he cuts right to cerebral palsy. And he's on the grand slayer and going, <laughs> and but, I mean, obviously, when all the shit kicks in with the phone being tapped and with the. Um, Donny Tong gibberish to the Swiss banker and all that. Aye, he's like, you ate two million. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, like, the, like, what's so, um, what's the word? Oh, what the word in my head? That's so like, so like, obviously, when Popeye's playing on yes. the TV. And it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, I, I, it's almost like, I, I, I don't know the word myself, but it's like a mashup. But the, the comparison between uh, Popeye getting his spinach and Jordan getting his fucking emergency cocaine. Yeah. Like, the fucking comparison between the two is, symbolism, is perfect. Symbolism is the yes. word I'm looking for. <laughs> like that with the fucking music and him going, and then it fucking springs to life. Runs across the room and batters the ham out of fucking Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, it's, it's how they're, they're almost like arguing toddlers. 
We're like, get off the phone! Like, Aye. no! But obviously, uh, John's pissed off because fucking he finds out that uh, Donnie's the reason that Brad's in jail. Aye. And that. Um, well, speaking of Donny, I actually quite like them, like the introduction to Donny. He just walks up to him in the middle of a cafe. Because that's it. It's just like, is that your car? And it's just, I, I love the fucking balls in the guy where he just says, show me a fucking pay slip that you got paid out last month. I quit my job. I work for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> what, what was his profession? Like making children's furniture. Aye. <laughs> and he said, like, right away, I'll fucking quit and I will work for you. And. Yes, Donnie is such a fucking brilliant character. Mm. I mean, the when the Hank uh, is still in his introduction, but it's like after they've worked together for a wee while, and he's like, "I've got your present. It's outside. Come on, look at it." And it cuts them in this wee fucking. It's like a wee. It's just like a wee outdoor metal thing. Ah, it's almost like nowadays it's like a smoking shelter. They're just sat in this wee space outside, and he's like, "Smoke crack with me, bro." Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> they're so fucking excited <laughs> and scared so it's like, <laughs> it's, like and it's, it's just like it's just Jordan's reaction where he wants to go and run with the lions and the tigers because <laughs> it fucking hits him quick <laughs> and they just fucking bolts aye and it's the let's see what some of my Donny moments um, oh they're fucking in amongst his introduction the fact that they talk about him being married to his cousin Ah, uh, yeah. And he's like, my cousin was hot. I don't want no one to fuck my cousin. If I was going to fuck my cousin, I'll fuck my cousin. <laughs> and he's like, what? And then they were talking about like whether the bear would become like, retarded or like deformed or something. <laughs> and he says, if, it's like, yeah, 75 chance of retardation. And he's like, well, what do you do? And he's like, well, take in the car, go out to the country, <laughs> open the door, set it free. And then he's just <laughs> looking at him going, what? <laughs> and he's like, of course not. And it's just like, oh, it was just those fucking... Priceless reactions, and it says, "Look, he's got that curly hair, curly hair, and big pearly white teeth." Mm. <laughs> it's like I think even later on, like uh, John Bernenthal's character's taking the piss out of him because his big fucking white teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have a look. Ah, yeah, because that's it. I've mentioned that like Donny on the Ludes, where it does it slows down, brings in like the opera music. There's like a tenor singing, and then it just cuts to him pulling his dick out, tugging it to fucking Margot Robbie. Yeah, and it's like in front of his wife, and not just in front of them, in front of a whole fucking party. Uh. And he's like, it's so fucking hot, and he's just sitting battering his meat, and <laughs> his wife starts hitting him, and it just cuts the shot of him, and presumably like and a big like, rubber like, dick. Like, and the hands like everybody hands it's funny as fuck and his wife is mortified because he's tugging it to another woman right in front of her because he's half his fucking puss on the lids you can tell that Brad and Donnie didn't quite like each other yeah because like fucking like Donnie feels that he owns Brad sort of thing oh it's the whole thing about the money isn't it yeah like, you come to my house you pick up the money you take it away and Brad's not that guy yeah he's like he doesn't take orders I'll no come around to you and pick up your money for you it's the scene though when it leads up to Brad getting lifted and like Donnie like pretends to swear the car a bit and he comes like, out and he's pretending he's fucking absolutely half on one. Aye. And, and then he's just like, I'm sober. 
<laughs> and John Bernthal, the Brad's like, you fucking bastard! Are you are you fucking nuts? Like you're gonna get us all in trouble! And it's like, ah, oh, come on! And he's like, I was waiting for your apology because <laughs> he does. He fucking knocks him out. Ah, it does. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> he's dead on the ground. <laughs> He's just lying in his big white teeth sticks and going, oh, like swallowing his tongue. And it's just like, I get my, my wife to check the calls every 45 minutes. My secretary, we've not got that apology yet. And it's like, oh, it's just this button pushing prick. Uh, I know, it's just fatty, like, you'll no give him the briefcase till thing, mate. Uh, and then it's when he starts making the accusations that Brad's gay and uh, the uh, fucking sense of trying to kiss me, bro? Uh, Aye, uh, and no wonder the the cops are just sitting there in the street, just watching it, just like, oh no, let's see how this unfolds. Uh, it's like, there's a gun, and there's man. Oh fuck it, alright, let's lift them. Uh, but I mean, at that point, you can kind of see Donnie like paranoid. Yes, and that uh, when he's, and then that's when he brings in the lemons because I think that's kind of like a a piece of well, not really a piece of for him, but like something to kind of buy Jordans. Aye, like, um, and. That's it. They're, they're almost like drug aficionados. Like they yeah. knew the history of these loots, and they're like, holy shit, this is the creme of the creme. And I love that, like in that wee bit at the start where they take them, and they're sitting on the couch watching fucking Urkel, and uh, they see the dude in it. Yeah, fucking Al Powell, yeah, Sergeant, Al Powell. the Twinkie carrying cop for <laughs> diehards. And because it, it took me a millisecond at first, I thought it was like Uncle Phil from fucking Fresh Prince. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's Al! <laughs> um, one of my other favourite Donnie fucking scenes is when the fucking the young kid with the bow ties clearing his fucking fishbowl. Oh, yes, aye. And it, when I watched that last night, I've recognised this boy now because... Yeah, he was in Final Girls, eh? Yes, aye, aye. he's the guy. And his name's uh, Thomas Middleditch, and aye. he's the main character in that uh, show Silicon Valley alright where it's all about like the programmers in San Francisco or something uh, so he's the main guy in that last year I watched like six six seasons like binge watched them and now I just recognise him in fucking everything he's uh, in the new Godzilla movie oh, he's the guy that kind of talks over the trailer yeah. but just to see him sitting cleaning his fishbowl and say ah uh, I, I finished my work, so I'm yeah. just doing a wee bit this. And fucking Donnie is pissed, like, shakes his hand, says that he's like, and I'm Donnie and It's a big day. There's, yeah. there's something going on that day where everyone needs to be it's fucking like, ready. Like, what was it called? New issue day or something? Aye, exactly. And that's like fucking, he like takes the fucking guy's fish it, and fucking eats it. It, it live. is. I didn't look at any trivia, but that looks like a real fish that boy <laughs> was eating. So, and it was just like, clean your shit and get out! And like, Everybody is fucking like heckling him and ah, throwing it, shit like, at him. It's the fucking, it's like the lion pit, the lion's den. You don't fucking show a sign of weakness. And if you're being made an example of, everyone's turning on you. Yeah. And like, you and your fucking bow tie get the fuck out of my building. <laughs> and it was just like, oofed. And it is, it's just, because I think the shots in the trailer as well, just him holding up, and there's that great shot where it's above him looking down. He's got his mouth open, lowering the fish, and drops it, and. <laughs> Yeah, like the one thing I always like, kind of wish we got at the end of the film is like, you know how like when it's true story, sometimes you get like, what's the, happened to Donnie now, what's happened to uh, Jordan, uh, or like, like see, so like obviously you get like the real Jordan Belfort, a wee picture. Aye, I, I, I want to see what fucking Donnie actually looks like in real yeah, life. Yeah, aye, definitely. 
Because that's a, it's almost like a fucking standard when it comes to like films based on true stories. But yeah. I guess it's fucking Scorsese, so he plays it how he wants. Yeah, I'm trying to think I've got anything else on Donny, but I think I do. The thing is that some of these moments are kind of split between other characters anyway. But when they're fucking in the yacht going to Monaco and they're facing that storm. Yeah. And, uh, and he's fucking, like, actually, like, freaking out. And, like, oh, I... All John can think about is getting the fucking ladies like, nuts kick. I I can't die sober and he uh, fucking sends him he's like it's three feet of water <laughs> Get down there, get my loads. Aye. And there's a, you fucking see how bad it is when he gets in there and there's just a big floating bag of drugs. <laughs> like, oh thank god. <laughs> the bit where he fucking pisses in on the subpoena in the bin. Yes. And he fucking kicks the bin over and up he gets a splash back and like, oh fuck. Aye. Uh, and some of the fucking darker moments I liked was when it like it gets to the point in the end where um, Jordan's wearing a wire and he meets Donnie for dinner uh, yeah. and he just slides him that note and it's just seeing how his mannerism changes for kind of carefree, so happy to see you back sees the note and just kind of looks on like you traitor, you fucking scum and it's the very next shot you see fucking Kyle Chandler walking in with that fucking uh, note and evidence had bag. To, it had to have been fucking Donnie, yeah. Totally. No, Donnie just fucking shafted him proper. Uh. And it was it just like, it's just a wee brilliant bit at the end where it's just like, it feels like fun and games for 90% of it, but then it's just for that bit, it's like, you bastards. But, uh, another good character of the film. We spoke with Brad briefly, but I loved the, like his introduction where he was. They just said he just a quaalude dealer, and it's like that type of guy that's sitting working out in his uh, back garden. It can, it can what it reminds me. It fucking reminds me of Josh Brolin and the Goonies. Yeah, aye. And, uh, except he's obviously nowhere in a bandana. Aye, but it just raises again drugs the kids and it's like you get it you get it girls for that thing and like poking at the kid's dick uh, and then it's like tell your sister give me your sister pennies get some of those pennies for me and it's like yeah I, I've been told not to go and, like we, you have to stay away from her mister uh, <laughs> it's like oh he's a freak and the fact that he still stays with his mum aye like, well, ma we got chicken for dinner aye chicken fingers <laughs> it's like ma mom <laughs> um Maybe we have to fucking talk about the the lady of the film, yeah. Margot Robbie. I mean, she is a fucking ten in this film. She uh, is, and I'm trying to think if she was actually known before this film. Well, that's why I was. I've got done. This was like my first like, introduction to her. I didn't. I mean, there's probably maybe a couple of euros here and there, but I think this yeah. is maybe our big breakthrough. Yes. And, like, fucking ten minutes into the introduction, she just walks out stark naked and going, well, nothing to the imagination now. That was what we never fucking talked about, John Belfort, the fact that he's got fucking, he's got money, he's got a fucking banging house, he's got a fucking banging wife, but he kind of keep it up long enough in bed. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was it. I, I loved that sequence where he's, like, gets everything planned, they get into bed, and, like, and I fucked her. For 11 seconds. And it, it's just a shot of his fucking toes straining. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> and he's like, you come? I'm like, no. 
It's like, okay. And it's just this fucking aerial shot of both of them lying on their back and him just furiously battering his dick to get it hard again. He's like, okay, I'll work this. And they just started looking at her going, <sighs> getting ready to fucking hulk out and give her a second shot. And I mean, but like, as well, like, as the film transpires and gets further in it, you kind of think that the only reason that she was there in the first place was because he had money. Yeah. Like, I mean, even though, what was it? She was a model and a Miller-like girl, girl. from it. Aye. And the fact that like, when they have their first date, mm-hmm. it's like, Deacon, why are you talking to me? It's like, you're married. I'm allowed to have friends. <laughs> <laughs> but it's even in the end of that first sex scene, there's like Rocky the dog sitting fucking biting at his heels <laughs> when he's trying to fucking pump her. <laughs> but it's brilliant because it, it, it looks like a total fairy tale thing where... Like it, East Chrysler, the Duchess, they go fly to is it the Bahamas or Hawaii or something, uh, and they, the the fucking fairy tale rich people wedding buys her a fucking huge yacht, cry Naomi, and everything's perfect, and it fades to the black, and it just comes up eighteen months later, uh, and he gets a fucking glass of water chucked him. Uh, it's like who the fuck is Venice? Who is Venice? And it's like what? And honestly, that like, fucking it's so scene, blonde bimbo, like, ah, it's like you're fu- like you're fucking cheating on me, and she's having an absolute fucking meltdown, and she must be chucking ice water at him because his fucking reaction every time he's going absolute fucking ballistic, he is blowing up every yeah. time she fucking launches a glass of water at him, and I mean, what was it? Is like, it's, it's just the way she tears into him, where it's like. It's like, he's all panicked and going, whoo, whoo. It's like, what are you, an owl? <laughs> just yeah. fucking starts. And she's like, like, John, why are you tensing your muscles, you imbecile? Uh, she's had enough of him. Uh, she's seen past it. Like, he's no longer, like, handsome, charismatic, rich. Yeah, he's now, just a drugged up mess. Exactly. He is an absolute fucking state. And it's, it's the fucking shot where it cuts back to who Venice is. And it's some lassie fucking pegged him with a candle and he's pouring it on his back and he's going, owie, owie! <laughs> and he's fucking saying his safe words. I don't take safe words, you little bitch! And it's like, oh! And he is, this woman's fucking dominating him, pouring candle wax on him and he's screaming like a girl. But he's obviously just fucking having these horny dreams thinking about it whilst the candle's shoved up his ass. <laughs> because, well, that's it. If the man's done it all... This is the fucking kinks he's having to go to to fucking get his rocks off. But I just love that fucking line where he's trying to apologise and she's been in the next room getting another glass of water and she walks through and he just fucking don't you fucking dare throw Aye. that water and he just it's just this fucking delivery. Ah, it's the way he talks. Such a fucking like epic like fucking argument where it is. It's just. It's like this film is fucking turned up to 11. Mm. And it just leads into the fucking next scene where they've he got. comes the, out the shower and, that, and she's in the baby's room with, the, with it, the, like, the newborn. Ah, what was the fucking baby's name? Skylar. Skylar. And it's all mummy daddy talk. And they're all trying to be pally wally. And it's like, everything's fine. Is it? And she just knows like the no touching rule. And it's got these fucking blue balls. Uh, and it's just like, she's. Just seducing him, just opening her legs, the way it's fucking filmed. But he just has his ace up the hole with the fact that the fucking, the the nanny cam, teddy bear on the fucking, (laughs) is it the perfect uh, angle? Leads leads into the fucking security office. I was it, Rocco and Rocco. (laughs) (laughs) 
and it just cuts to the shot on the camera and she's there with a hand covering her vag and fucking DiCaprio's waving to the, the fucking camera and they're like Fuck it, look at this look at this and it's like yeah you're just showing your your fucking fanny to the boys in the hut and uh. she's just like because she's acting like she's got the winning hands uh. she's acting cool as a cucumber and then the fun's it you're just you're flashing a camera and she's like <gasps> the fucking horror uh, but I mean, like as the film like transpires as well, like, like the relationship just disintegrates and like combusts. Aye. And I mean, the final straw is obviously like at the end when it's bef- just before the wire bit. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, he tries to leave with the kids. Aye. Yeah. I mean, before that, when he fucking tried to come home on a he- fucking helicopter and he fucking crash lands it. Aye, because you get that at the start. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's it, like, it's like, a, like it almost lands in a pool, then it goes up subtly and it goes, boom, right down. Land it. And it gets out, fucking falls over. And it's that shot. He's Is walking. Is it like land in the pool or something? Ah, it's like he rolls pool. through the bush and then he starts walking towards the pool and it's just this one foot step and he goes right on his ankle and goes, whoop. <laughs> it's like a fucking and then, silent uh, film. And then the floodlight goes on, eh? Exactly. The alarm, the alarm fucking traumatizes the kid in it, <laughs> her beds. Aye, and one of the the early sorry Naomi moments I quite liked was also they had like a wee penthouse to begin with, mm. and they have a wee gay butler. Yeah, and <laughs> it was just like where at first it's like oh it's friendly they go away for the weekend and they come back a day early and it's just the gay butler's host a fucking. Gay Big orgy. old gay orgy, and it's just <laughs> naked men everywhere. And it's Jordan's reaction was like, "There was four men on that couch." And like, ew, ew! He fucking jumps off the couch like it's just covered in AIDS. <laughs> and the the biggest fucking crime is just the fact that was it twenty five or fifty grand's missing for the sock drawer. And I love how it's fucking like some of the boys in his fucking firm just lose it fucking batter him and hold him over the fucking balcony <laughs> just to get the fucking money back. No, I could swear, at the end of the film when he's in court, when they, they do his sentence, I'm pretty sure the gay butler's sat in the crowd. I can't imagine. Like, literally sat beside maybe like Margot Rob- Robbie's character. So I don't if they still... Nah, they wouldn't still have the butler after they stole for them. Nah. But it was it just... When she just walks in and he's in the middle of fucking blowing a guy and just pulls his head away for his dick to look and goes... <gasps> It's Tuesday already? <laughs> like, clearly just been on a fucking drug binge and then this fucking orgy and they've just, it's been days. Just fucking blowing dudes. It's just fucking white emulsion everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why they had to get a mansion. I just burned a penthouse down. Nope. Not, not clean. Not clean. <laughs> and then, like, the guy that's been in the film, sort the whole time, but always in the fucking background is, like, the FBI agent. Yeah, Denim. Yeah, it's just this 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 wee thing that the and that's it's kind of a small blip on the radar that's like that we've got that he's caught our attention and then it just gets and to the point. And you kind of get like your first main introduction to him when he meets him on the yacht. Yes, and, and I mean that's about halfway into the film, and, and I mean, it's like, a fucking I, brilliant scene as I, well. I, I I love that wee wee speech because like like they came wider there, he came wider there. Aye, as when as when Jordan then subtly. Talks about how much you would pay a kid to do try, this. Yeah, like tries to bribe them almost, but without going into specific because he knows like the rules and stuff. Ah, he knows how and, to get away with it. And that's a fucking uh, Kyle Chandler's character is like, sorry, 
could you say that again? Could you repeat that? What was that figure? And it's like, I didn't give you a figure. And it's like, both of them, it's like a game of chess. And they're determined to catch each other out. But fucking Jordan's that sharp. He fucking pulls up, like, the exact quote, what paragraph of the fucking law. Uh, and it's like, oh, and the pleasantries are gone. Yeah. And, and the fact that, um, like, like, Jordan, like, done his ain't really like, security check on him, found that he was... That he was originally going to be like a stockbroker and stuff. Yes, aye. Uh, and he just fucking tears into him. He's like, just wait, you're on the fucking subway going home and to your ugly wife. And I'm on here with this boat, these women. And he's just like, and he's fucking getting the money. He's like, oh, look at this in my pocket. Fun coupons, I like to call them. It's just making it rain. 50 pound notes or 100 dollar notes. Exactly, just fucking praying it, throwing it all over the side of the ship. And it's just like, oh, the game's on now. Yeah. And it was it's, it's the rewarding moment where like Jordan's got to the point in his career where he's doing the infomercials about Aye. fucking motivational speaking and then the FBI just swarm in and he's trying to fucking run away but he's on like a pier and it's like, I'm trying to do a fucking infomercial <laughs> and he gets fucking lifted. Aye. And that's sort of around the time where like uh, Rob Ryan, like his dad, Max, kind of introduces John Favreau's character and like, yeah. come on now, let's... You're getting into shady territory. Maybe we should listen to the fucking like John Favreau. Like he's let's keep this legit. You're you've made it. You've done it. Now let's just nurture it. Let's make it last and just enjoy mm. what you've got. Stop. And it is at least another fucking brilliant speech where he's like his retirement speech, and he, uh... he gets that into it. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm staying. And the fucking place blows up, mm. and they all start cheering because they just. It's just another fucking drug. Yeah. And it's like when you cannot quit. It's during that speech where he chats about uh, the last in office, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. And uh, ah, he fucking writes their check for 25,000. Uh, it almost seemed like he was fucking handing the reins to her. And I love that moment where I reckon who the fuck, if it was when the dad was showing up and Jordan's like, tell him to go away. He's like, lick my twat. And walk <laughs> and just fucking leaves him in the lurch. But it does, it's... Let's see if I have any other wee key scenes that I enjoyed. But I do, I love it when he's like, right, I'm giving it up. This is it. I'm leaving. And he's like, no, I can't, I can't. Oh, I fucking love this job <laughs> so much. And he's like... And it cuts to the fucking FBI agent and it's like, the shark's back in the pool. It's like, yeah, I like, guess he, it'd be hot tepper. Uh, and it's like, he, you could get, like, he was almost got away, but he's back. There's a chance. And it's like, oh, he was so fucking close, but he just couldn't quit it. Mm. One person with no touch done. Joanna Lumley. Uh, she played... Um, the English Ms. auntie. Aunt Emma. Yes. Yeah. And it's... It's that weird, weird conversation that he has with... Jordan on the park bench. Aye, and they have their internal monologue going on. It's like, is she fucking hitting on me? <laughs> because the her and it's like, is he fucking hitting on me? And the, he decides to give her a fucking kiss. And he's yeah. like, no, 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 darling, we're in the family. Like, this is, uh, I'll, I'll fucking run your drug money for you, but, well, not drug money, but <laughs> smuggle money for you. But it's like, no. <laughs> when it cuts to the next scene, it's a fucking sex scene with him and, uh, Naomi on a bed of money. Uh, yeah. A split second, I thought it was him and the fucking auntie on the bed. I was like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I 
the sex scene we did not want the fucking was that not the fucking womb for absolutely fabulous yeah. or something it's like oh, oh Jesus I'm in the name of character isn't it aye but it's like holy shit no <laughs> <laughs> and they had like a similar I think it was like telepathy where between him and the Swiss banker when they talk about it it's like like what the fuck are you talking about, you Swiss asshole? And it's like, well, you American fucking idiots. Where like they're not saying anything, but in their heads they're fucking tearing holes into each yeah. other. Aye, I like the fact as well that the Swiss banker was shagging Brad's wife. Yes, aye. Oh, is it because it's just him sat in bed and she fucking struts out in the scuds, and jumps on top of him, and it's just like the fucking sh- the shot of bed sheets fucking <laughs> ruffling. Fucking movie sex gone wild. Um, the scene where um, they get the new, they go to Italy, they, they get told that they can't leave the country, but they go to Italy, fuck it. Aye, <laughs> that's not? it. Exactly. And, I'm um, still working, but I'm just not in the office. It's their own, aye, they're on the phone to uh, Nicky Rugrat, they call him. Yeah. And they're, they're fucking losing their mind because like Steve Madden's selling his shares. Aye. And, and fucking that's when they get the news that uh, the aunt dies. Yeah. And they're just like, well, that's it. His fucking reaction is priceless where it's like, it's like, like, she oh, died? Yeah. Oh, and they just think 20 million. She had 20 It's like, oh God, no, <laughs> no, how? And he's just thinking about this fucking money. And it's like, it's like, it's like we're going to go to Monaco and I, she's like, but we need to go to London for the funeral. Yeah, I know, and I love your Aunt Emma, but she's dead. She's still going to be dead. I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, oh you cool bastard. Heartless cunts. <laughs> I, oh, let's see. I think I'm talked to it. Um, I've got a bit the. I'm pretty much up to my next bit with the, where he's getting done for the indictment. And also when he's actually decides to like rat on everybody. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like, I mean, like, that's one thing I never talked about in this film, like the, the soundtrack. Yes. The soundtrack's quite good for it, for some of the key scenes. Aye. And especially when the FBI walks into the office towards the end and that uh, Mr. Robinson's playing. Yes. Aye. And it, it seems to work kind of well with it. Aye, definitely. And it's like, they go and they collect all the like the individual big fish, like all the parts yeah. of the like it was almost like a, the family, and they're all the main characters yeah, getting arrested. Because all you see is fucking what's his name, uh, Donny, like fucking hitting like like fucking erasing all the files, getting fucking ready everything. Because before that they got they managed to get a hold of Nicky with a Swiss banker. Because yeah, what was it the Swiss bank got done for? Fucking drug law. He came to America. Aye. He walked onto American soil and got fucking lifted at a restaurant, and then he had Rugrat crying beside him, going, I'm so sorry! One of the characters I actually quite liked today, wasn't he? Didn't he get a lot of time with uh, Chester Ming? Yes. <laughs> he's like, he's low sugar fucking like thyroid thing. And that's all you see is him fucking eating. Aye. And that's it, you see all these characters getting fucking lifted. Yeah. And it was, it's quite rewarding for Kyle Chandler's character because that's it, they've done yeah. it. And they're just fucking picking them all up. And I'm trying to think, it, it finishes with him. He's sat on the subway at the end. I like it. It's him sitting on the subway and, and then it 
cuts to the wee, the seminar a few years yes, later. Aye. Um, to sell the pen. And aye. There's a, a, a wee moment where he's on that train, he's looking around, and I know it's one of the adverts, and the train was the Stratton Oakley. Aye. Well, obviously, just to advertise their firm. And I was looking for more from his face, like maybe like a smirk or something, but it might just, maybe that's enough. But I like how fucking Jordan called it, how you sat, you go on the subway home to your fucking ugly wife, and there he is at the end of the film, sat in the subway going home. Yeah. But, aye. And it's, it's that fucking moment where, I think everyone knows, it's like the real, the real Jordan, Jordan? Uh, the real Jordan Belfort is introducing Leonardo DiCaprio's Jordan Belfort onto the stage. Yeah. And he does, he just does that fucking thing about, sell me this pen. Yeah, and like, like they thought didn't have a fucking clue. Exactly. And I, it just kind of finishes on a shot of the crowd kind of just staring at him, isn't it? I think, aye, like, I was like, lo- I was always looking for somebody in case maybe there was somebody there that fucking knew him. Aye. Better there obviously wasn't he? Yeah, because that's it, fucking... Muslims in prison, Brad, the, the, he dies. Aye, Brad died. Yeah. Aye, because remember when they celebrated him getting out of prison? Yeah. And there was... It's just all the, all the big titted birds were all the, Aye, like, one was of a cash. cop, and aye, a briefcase of cash, like, and had like a ribbon on it, like the briefcase that got you put in prison. <laughs> Here it is, and they just pour the and cash on it. And that fucking hands on it. Exactly. Here it is. I'm sorry, pal. <laughs> aye. And then it kind of just, just ends, eh? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think now. I remember there's there's a fucking Foo Fighters song in there. I think like when it had a uh, Naomi and a uh, fucking Jordan lying on the on the Naomi. Like I think that was a song playing just before the eighteen months later switch up, uh. where it's just them enjoying their luxurious life. But I think like most Scorsese films got its uh, Rolling Stones. The few numbers in it, I, I remember it more for the fucking trailer, mm. but uh, I imagine the end credits like got a few of their numbers in there. Uh, Who steals the film for you? Ah, oh, easy, it's fucking Leo. Eh? Aye, like, like without a doubt. I, I've sided with Donny for this, like Aye. Jonah Hill. Like it is, it's totally one hundred percent Leonardo DiCaprio's film. But I just fucking love the character Donny so fucking much. Just, he's just this, he's such a fucking character. Like, the whole, like, let's smoke crack, bro. And the the whole fucking choking on cold cuts, where, like, he's freaking out, so he just runs over to Ham and just starts <laughs> fucking... stopping in his face. And, <laughs> and it's just how he fucking shatters that glass table. Aye. It's like he doesn't even, like, properly, like, jump to, like, fall through it either. Aye, it's like, he's it's like he just fu- falls against it. It's like he's been shot with Ham. <laughs> and just fucking hits the deck but it just he gets into so much fucking trouble in this film I honestly it's a fucking brilliant performance for Jonah Hill uh, rewatchability ah it's got you better totally it's one of these ones where I will probably look for it to own a copy of it now like if I might see if it has a nice steel book if that's worth spending 10 15 pounds on yeah they get a nice copy of it. Um, and again, it usually comes down to it does it have a decent set of special features. I'm not expecting a three-hour audio commentary, but uh, I would like to kind of get the look behind it all. And, yeah. and I think if like, if there was like some decent like kind of like, uh, like, like, like anatomy or scene or something, like, yeah. like seeing how they managed to do some of this stuff. Mm. 
Aye. Um, right. You want to know what, obviously we know it sits at position 148 in the top 250. Mm. It's sandwiched in between 147 on the waterfront, which is a film with Marlon Brando from, I think, the 50s. And underneath it, uh, 149, The Elephant Man. Ah. So obviously we've got that on the cards mm. for a future episode. But I can comment on Reeler. 148 seems fair. I, yeah. It could be higher, but it's just how INDB system works. Yeah. Uh, but really, unless you've got any other notes, I think it's time to to hit us with a BBT. Uh, pretty much covered all my notes. Like, I, ah, yeah, there's nothing else there. Cool. Uh, so, what do you reckon the budget for this one was? Has to be that. It might be high, but I feel 150 million. 100. Ah, oh, shit. Honestly, I had like 100 million. It's like, no, this is. Mm. I think it just because it's a film about fucking money, of course. I want to give a high figure. Um, I had to make its money back. Uh, domestically, it only took. Get out. Domestically, it only took 116.9 million. Yeah. Um, but then I noticed that with, with films, and it, like, as like the last like few weeks we've been wo- carefully watching like Avengers Endgame and stuff. Yeah. Like that makes most of its money like overseas mm-hmm. than anything. Yes, aye. Um, worldwide, it picked up 275.1, so it finished with 392. Yeah. Overall, so I mean... That's decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't even look to see if I actually won any awards. It was nominated for either four or five Oscars. Yeah, I'm sure John Hill was nominated. Aye. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd probably would Scorsese have been nominated as well. I'm sure he would have. But it's one of those ones where and probably best adapted screenplay or Aye. something. Well, this ended up being Scorsese's highest grossing film to date. Oh well, that's and I it. mean, it's... I I can't see the Irishman making much money because you'll, it's Netflix. You'll never know. Aye, that's it. These films just just go on Netflix, and you'll never know if it made money. They never reveal viewing yeah. figures unless it's like astronomical. But aye, um, that is still this year, isn't it? Aye, end Some of point. this year. Yeah, end. Uh, so I've got three trivia notes here and there's the one that I'm going to come out with now a lot of people mostly know was that Jonah Hill took a pay cut because right. he badly wanted to work with Martin Scorsese yeah and I think he only took 60 grand which was the, like, the screen actor girl's minimum yeah so he took 60 grand for it yeah oh, good for him it's probably one of those things where it's like you would work for probably less just to say the fact that you worked with Scorsese yeah. let alone being a fucking uh, supporting actor with a strong role. Hmm. So, um, Scorsese stated that um, most of the film was like improved. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the key scenes was that uh, Leo improved uh, him dragging his cell into the car and like, like him opening the car door with his leg wasn't in yeah. the script. <laughs> and, uh, and I just thought he was just like, how, how would I get myself out of this situation? Yeah. Uh, and the thing I loved about that scene was how he 
in his from his perspective, he managed to successfully drive home. Like, I like how he was gripping yeah, the steering wheel yeah. with his teeth. He managed to get away him, and then when the police show up at his house, oh, like his car is just a I've been him. here all night. What's wrong? And the you see the reality, yeah. and it's just a yeah, fucking yeah, state. Cuts the flashback of him actually driving home, and it's fucking horrendous. Aye, fucking wiping out everything, knocking all shit over. Aye, it's like one of those big fucking belly laughs you get in the middle, where it's good and then it's really entertaining, but just like. This scene is fucking bonkers. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Um, the real Mark Hanna stated that he bought 25% of Belfort's business and worked with him for two more years. Aye. This wasn't depicted yeah. in the film. Aye, because that was a film strange that McConaughey... you never, never seen him. Aye, afterwards, because you think, well, he's making it huge. Surely they would cross paths again. But, and the fact that in the trailer, it was all like McConaughey and all that. It looked like he was like had more screen time than Jonah Hill almost. Mm. But I think it's just because they focused heavily on like that chest thumping scene. Yeah, and, and the, like when obviously, like when like the casting crew like rolls up and that, like McConaughey's like the third or fourth person listed. So you would think, you know, he is going to be a key figure in that film. Exactly, not in and done in the first half hour. Yeah. And you you could tell it was filmed really close with Dallas Buyers Club because he looked painfully thin in this film, st- mm. like, too. Well, he, he filmed... Uh, that was another, I never wrote him, but I read it today, but he filmed all the scenes within the first week because he was doing Dallas Buyers Club as well. Aye. It's still one film I've never managed to see. No, I've seen it when it came out and it was pretty good. It's, I mean, it's on Netflix. It is. It's just one of those ones I've just never pulled the trigger with. Yeah. Aye. I mean, it is a, it's a hard... No, oh, I like subject kind of go about and that. I mean, the way, but I mean, McConaughey's performance that year was really good as well. So as I think, like, like who really deserved it there? Ah, it's a a, <clears throat> a close race. But when you when you think about it, like when you look at like who decides, like, like the like the McConaughey's performance for the Dallas Buyers Club is like probably like Oscar bait. It is more like, Oscar material rather than. than the Wolf of Wall Street, which yeah. is like the wild cards. Yeah. Um, was that your three notes? Uh. Okay. Amazon One Star Reviews. Obviously, we highly encourage people to visit filmsandswearing.com. Click on the Amazon link on the right-hand side of the page. Do your shopping on Amazon as normal. Uh, doing this, you'll be able to support Films and Swearing. We will get a small commission from your sales. It's almost Wolf of Wall Street. I'm going to start. This is me pitching to you. Go buy shit on Amazon. Go through us. We get a tiny commission. It's definitely not 50%. Uh, it totally is definitely a penny. So please, buy lots and buy high. I reckon sometimes people buying fucking cat food, we get higher commission than cunts buying fucking Xboxes. So, uh, buy cat food. Maybe it's time to do the fucking gardening because it's sunny weather. We'll probably get high commission gardening gear. Who fucking knows? Get a, an Audible account through our fucking Amazon link. We'll, I, I reckon, buy a phone, a TV. Buy the fucking Wolf of Wall Street, the book, and the fucking DVD, Blu-ray. Uh, what's the new one? Ultra HD 4K. Yeah. Fucking something or another. Um, so I, the reason why we're fucking bending your ear about Amazon the new, uh, one-star reviews. I've had a look. 
This film was reviewed 1,642 times on Amazon. <sighs> 203 of them were one-star reviews. I have had a wee look and I cherry-picked three of the fucking weirdest <sighs> reviews. First one. Not for me. Far too graphic. Absolutely revolting. Very uncomfortable viewing. Sold it immediately. This person had to get rid of it fast. This was too hot for them. That scene with the fucking marching band and the fucking strippers fighting and uh, midgets yeah. being thrown around. Uh-uh, not for this guy. Next review. Coffee Grinder. So, I didn't get this film sent to me. Instead, I got a coffee grinder. <laughs> Just what I wanted. Not. Okay. So, the gun packing at Amazon... Wolf of Wall Street on DVD. Ah, I'll send him a fucking coffee machine. <laughs> I wonder if the invoice actually still read like yeah. Wolf of Wall Street and there's a fucking pot of coffee and going, what? What the fuck? <laughs> and to the point where it's like, I'll just review it on Amazon. Give it one star. Why? Because it's a coffee grinder. <laughs> it's not a fucking Oscar nominated film from Martin Scorsese. And our last one. Where is David Attenborough? I bought this thinking it was a nature documentary about wolves. <laughs> Sharp. You didn't I, I was very disappointed when I started watching and found out David Attenborough was nowhere to be seen. However, I kept watching until the end and there was absolutely no wolves at all. The uh, review no. was also accompanied with two pictures. One of a wolf and one of David Attenborough. <laughs> Smart ass. Uh. <laughs> so, yes, that is a one-star reviews. Uh, next time on the Films and Swear Movie Podcast, episode 227, we will be covering Guy Ritchie's Locks, Dock and Two Smoking Barrels from 1998. Mm. And, man, it's been a fucking while since I've seen that film. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Snatch is always like the... The go-to. Yeah, I... Yeah. I mean, don't matter, like, like, I, like, I used to have a copy of Lockstock years ago, and I chucked it on one night, and I remember watching it when I first came in and thought, it was all right, I, I loved fucking Snatch. Yeah. And, I, and then I watched Lockstock and I thought, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. And I, there is some bits that are actually more. pretty good. Aye. So, and that's it. This lock stock and two smoking barrels is rated higher than Wolf of Wall Street so we're getting to the stage now where also I mentioned this when we were talking the other night our reviews it's going to be us kind of there's six group reviews left and three individual reviews so we're going to do so our three group so it's Wolf of Wall Street was one lock stock and two smoking barrels was another then it was Chinatown then on one episode we'll cover three films to kind of get those ones out the road. Yeah. And then it will be the final three films for the INDB Top 250. From the top of my head, I remember it being Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah. Something. And uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Number one on the list. So that's going to be our schedule for the next six or seven episodes. Yeah. And then it's our fucking summer decade season. I know. For the third year. I know. So, yeah, we've got all that shit coming up. Mm. 
Uh, if you'd like to follow us on social media, you'll find us at FAS Podcast. Works for Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Don't think I've posted anything interesting. Oh, I did mention, I think last night I posted a, an, not an image, but just like a, the plot to Taita Watiki's yeah, new film Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. I just, I'm sold on the pure fact that, obviously, I think it's set during the Second World War from the perspective of a young boy uh, who I think develops a friendship with a girl and his imaginary best friend is Adolf Hitler, played by Taita Watiki. Uh. And I've seen a shot of him dressed up as Hitler and it's fucking close. Like, uh. it's, obviously, it's easy to look like Hitler, comb your hair that way, Get a wee moustache, put on the suit. But just the fact that this is it, like this is his fucking comedy, I'm like, sold. And fucking Scarlett Johansson plays his mum. So, aye, why not? Uh, other than that, uh, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been your host for this evening. My name's Stuart Sullen, and join me across the room, the Magic Mike, <laughs> Mike Christie. Uh, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, fuck off and tune in next week. Smoke crack with me, bro.